Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than Michael Lagaris, everybody. Can I just say something? How about those Knicks? I know they lost last night, but how about them Knicks? The home court. The 1-1. We're locked in 1-1 right here. Wookie, let's not. Let's just get the introduction for the greatest tight end of all time as well into the show. Wookie, welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? Now right, we'll continue with Nick talk here. Now, Michael, one-one game one was awesome. I think Brunson showed showed everybody then why we knew all year, but you wait to the playoffs to really make your name in New York, man. And that kid stepped up game one. Game two last night, not so much, not yeah. so much. But we got to split one-one, which is what we're looking for, Mike. And I feel good about the series moving forward. I think the Knicks are going to walk away with a W in the world of the New York Jets. Not too much to chat about, Mike. Just a few little tidbits here when it comes to minicamp and everything going on. We know that Quinn and Williams said he would not be reporting. He doesn't have a new contract yet, Mike. I shouldn't say that. He has a contract, but he wants an extension to his contract, Mike. Uh, didn't report. He said he wasn't going to. He followed through on that. Mike, is there any reason? It's a slow time of year with Jet News. Really all we got, Mike. I saw a lot of people getting worried about this with Q. Really nothing to be worried about, though, right, Mike? No, not at all. I mean, this is kind of par for the course. We already knew that Q was going to hold out. He said he was going to do that. I mean, this, this they're going to get a deal done, obviously. Um, JD is completely dedicated to getting this young man in. I mean, very rarely in the history of our franchise the last decade did we ever get a guy that we actually is homegrown and is worth that second contract and Q is not only outstanding player on the field but an outstanding human being and this is going to definitely get done I think he's probably going to be about one of the highest players at his position in the league when it's done yeah yeah I agree I agree I think he deserves it too man I think uh, last year he was tremendous year before he had a little bit of a dip but I think Quinn and Williams shown everybody why it is on this show on many shows Jet fans when they're talking to people talk about him as one of the better defensive tackles in the league which he definitely is I think everything's fine too Mike I don't think this is like a Jamal Adams type situation here one I think Quinn and Williams is a little bit more level headed he, sh- he hasn't really exhibited that selfishness that we saw from Jamal Adams also I think Quinn is a lot more important to the team the position he plays and how good he is than Jamal Adams. Safety is kind of becoming the running back of the defense. You know, they're becoming more and more relevant every single year, guys. So I think nothing to really worry about with Q. Other thing to look, talk about when it comes to this mini camp here, Mike, is, you know, our boy, I think eyes are going to be, if there's one player eyes are going to be on, Mike, it's, let me ask if you agree, would it be Makai Becton? Of all the people heading in, you know, because you've been seeing, Mike, we've been seeing the Instagram posts, but we saw those all, we saw all that same type of activity last offseason. Right with the shirt, Mike, and I'm the big bust, and I look great. And you know he's joking around about trying to have abs and everything like that. 
and then he got hurt again. So it doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't, to Keith at least, none of that means anything until he gets through minicamp, gets through training camp, and actually produce on a field in an NFL regular season game. Until that happens, Mike, um, I think people are going to have what they have right now, which is kind of a negative opinion of Makai Becton. But if there's anyone that actually has pressure on them in a minicamp, I think it's Becton, Mike, just to see he's actually healthy, right? Yeah, Makai has a lot of a lot of pressure on him coming up in this season, specifically in what his future contract or future team looks like. I mean, I think that the New York Jets are happy with where he is weight-wise. I think his dedication has been great in the offseason. I think that he really appreciated the fact that Robert Sala did not veer away from veer away from him when he got hurt and the whole world turned against him. I think he recognized that and he worked hard and he's got a lot to prove coming up here this season um, that we saw what he could be potentially in his rookie season um, when he was showing flashes before he got injured. So I'm hoping that this kid has a bounce back season, but again, like you and every other jet fan, we cannot uh, put all of our, hopes and dreams and and really count on Makai Becton as being that protection for Aaron Rodgers and so I think that in the draft uh, the New York Jets are going to go in a certain position and uh, let's see uh, what you and I and Wookie and uh, potentially Sammy have to say about that. (laughs) Let me ask you a question Wookie the only other maybe focus here for Jet fans and maybe one of the position groups they're looking at heavily will be the running back group because, you know, Brees Hall got hurt. You know, Michael Carter really didn't seem to be very effective last year. Um, they didn't really bring in a veteran yet. So do you think, Wookie, the running back group they're looking at now on paper, by the time the season gets started, I should say maybe after the draft, Wook, when the smoke clears from the draft, the Jets will be looking at maybe a Kareem Hunt or a Fournette or an Ezekiel, or one of these guys. you think they'll be looking at one of those dudes? Because right now the running back room looks a little thin, Wookie. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and just remind me, what's the other, I mean, after 13, what's your next pick? 42. Uh, 42, and we'll probably have, we have 42 and 43, but we won't have both come draft time right. if we trade for Rodgers. I mean, I don't know if, they, if they're thinking that a running back from the draft that they're particularly interested in might be there at 42. So I think bringing somebody in that's a veteran, like one of the guys you mentioned, would absolutely benefit. I mean, if you locked up the the running back room, regardless of what happens with Brees or how slowly or quickly he returns to, you know, fashion. So uh, I think that's a great idea. Mike, what do you think? Let me give you some of these names here, Mike. Elliot Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Ingram's kind of done, Mike. Um, We have Dontrell Hillard. I guess he's a third down back. Royce Freeman, Murray. And Kenyon Drake, that's pretty much the best running backs out there. I think of that group, Mike, Hunt, Fournette, Elliott, probably the best three. Do you think, Mike, they look for an RB in the draft here? Um, or do you think maybe they're going to try to bring a veteran in? Uh, I, I think it just depends. I think the Jets are being very prescriptive with what money they're going to be doling out. I think they're going to be looking at offensive line, uh, the center position. I think that they're going to be looking at the linebacking spot. Um, and obviously the offensive line to shore up in the draft, um, potentially throw some money at the wide receiver position if they're able to. Uh, I think that running back, they know they have a superstar, and they have uh, Michael Carter, and they did just sign um, what's-his-name, who we're not the biggest fans of. His name is escaping me right now. He was on our team last season, but 
I think that if there's an opportunity to bring in a Kareem Hunt or Ezekiel Elliott on a one-year, two-year deal that seems reasonable, that I think Joe Douglas will bite at it. I just don't think that it's at top of mind for him. I think his top of mind is, let me get Aaron Rodgers. Let me go draft uh, offensive line, defensive line. Let me shore up linebacker. And let me and let me see if I can get up safety. And if running back is part of the cards, then he'll definitely jump on it. Yeah, I got you. All right. Speaking of that draft, Mike, Mock Madness is here. Mock Madness 2023, guys. We've always had a lot of fun doing these mocks. We didn't do them the first two years because they're pretty much it's a task that um, you spend a lot of energy on. And maybe you get 5% of them right because mocks are difficult. You know, even though we bust the chops of Mel Kuyper and McShay and these jabronis, um, it's not easy to do to get these things right. And me and Mike actually the last couple of years ago, I will say, um, we've done pretty good, Mike, with these mock drafts. That's why there's a little pressure on us. I feel like we've done well enough, Mike. There's some pressure here. I really right. had to sit down, crunch the numbers, envision the type of player Joe Douglas wants on the squad. We might know the position. But what type of player does Joe Douglas want on the team? And you have to kind of then figure out what happens beforehand. Mike, 2019, we thought the Jets would grab Quinn and Williams. That was kind of the consensus, so it wasn't really too much of a surprise when they did. But 2020 on the show, we said, now look, we made a lot of correct predictions who the Jets would grab. We didn't say these guys would then come to the Jets and be great. But they, we did say Makai Becton, Mike, and they took Makai Becton. I had him That's in the mock. Right. Your second round pick that year in the mock was Denzel Mims. The Jets took Denzel Mims. Everybody knew the Jets were going to take Zach Wilson then next year. But um, if you remember, Michael, I was high on ABT. We talked about ABT. I thought the Jets would take ABT. They took Elijah Vera Tucker. We nailed that one as well. We were saying Sauce or Thibodeau last year. Kind of one of those two guys we knew we were going to grab. We were 50-50 on that. Jermaine Johnson last year, we were saying to look at late in the second round, guys. And then Brees Hall, probably our greatest of all time, I guess. <laughs> second round prediction of Brees Hall. So our history and our, you know, there's now, mind you, there's maybe 50 or 60 other picks. I'm just talking about the ones we did, which are the first two rounds, which is the ones me and Mike normally do here. We don't go through the whole draft. But, Mike, we've been pretty successful here. So a little bit of pressure here when it comes to the Jets pick. With these other picks, though, number one pick in the draft, Mike, I'll just start it off for us here. Let's just get All right. right. Mock yeah, this is this is we're, we're looking at Keith's board, so we're gonna we're gonna shift between Keith's board and my board, like and uh, and and we'll be able to track it. So Keith, with the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, who are the Carolina Panthers taking? All right, this is what I'm thinking. Everyone has been talking about the two quarterbacks. We know there's three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks that are pretty good, two that are considered for the first pick, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I was talking to Wookie about this before the show. My number one pick and the guy I'd go with, since these guys are very comparable, Young and, and Stroud, would be C.J. Stroud. That's my number one pick going to the Panthers, guys. 6'3", 218, the number five overall prospect on pro football focus. Guys, I, he had a great year two years ago. And then last year, we know, played well also. Um, but I think he really solidified himself in the national title game. He had 340, not the national title game, excuse me, the college football playoff versus Georgia. 348 yards, four touchdowns. Had his second highest QB rating of his career in that game versus Georgia. And one thing I mentioned to the look, and one thing I look for in these quarterbacks, like when we looked at Deshaun Watson and uh, Trevor Lawrence, these guys that play good in the biggest games with the most pressure versus the teams that are the most NFL uh, like in college, Georgia has how many guys going to go in the first round from their defense? And when this kid went against him, he lit him up. The past two years, 85 touchdowns for him, only 12 interceptions, 21-4 record. Um, you know, we know he's a five-star recruit, tremendous player. I think, Mike, 
His pro day really helped him. I think Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell um, really are high on him. They like him a lot. Um, Rose Bowl two years ago also in that game, his other biggest game he played in versus Utah, 573 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, you're talking about a kid in his two biggest games that he's ever played, guys. He had 921 yards, 10 touchdowns in those two games. C.J. Stroud lit it up in the biggest moments. Now, I mentioned a Wookiee. Dwayne Haskins did the same thing. God rest his soul. Dwayne Haskins was great statistically as well. But I think Stroud's a different type of player. I know the wide receivers he's had and had in the past and then has this year have been tremendous. But to me, the number one quarterback in the draft is C.J. Stroud. I think that's the direction the Panthers are going, Mike. All right. Um, I understand that pick. And uh, I'm going to let everybody know this. This is going to be a very difficult draft to predict. Yes. So uh, if we AEBG get this right, then, um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really excited. I actually do not have Stroud going. I've got Mr. Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama, going number one. Um, basically, I'm saying this because all the reports are – that it's Bryce Young. I called my boy, you know, Bennett Richardson, uh, who's in touch with all the beat writers down there. And I was like, hey, I, I got a mock draft. What is good? He's like, it's Bryce Young, period. And that's who they moved up for. And, yo, let's just be real. He's the best quarterback in the draft. Now, now, wait. Stroud has the highest ceil- higher ceiling, 100,000%. I agree with that. And you want to know something? If I was picking the number one pick, I would pick C.J. Stroud too. Because Bryce Young, I mean, like I talked about it before, when the wind blows, he he goes off into, you know what I'm saying? He's mad little. We, we, we've never seen a quarterback this little before. I mean, he's little, little. You know what I'm saying? So I worry about him getting sidearmed and smacked up. By Von Miller, you know what I'm saying, out in the cut and and just having lacerations to the to the spleen, you know what I'm saying, because he's a little cat. But nobody processes better than him. No one sees the football field better than him. Uh, his scrambling, his ability to to um, really execute the offense, and then this is this offensive coaching staff uh, that the Carolina Panthers have really is going to be built for him. So. I think he's he was always going to be the number one pick. Um, and so I think that's the way it's going to go. But if they go Stroud, I definitely get it. Now, here's where you and I are going to really disagree. Because I think you can say, like you said, I, I you think it could be Bryce Bryce Young too. I think it could be Stroud too. So we're, we're both in agreement on, 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 on pick one. But pick two, you're going to be like, nah. I live in Houston. And I'm telling you right now, what I'm hearing, they don't want Stroud. They're all in on Bryce Young. And if Bryce Young goes one, they're not taking a quarterback. And I'm going to tell everyone, every one of y'all, who I think they're going to end up taking. They are going to end up taking Tyree Wilson, edge, out of Texas Tech. That is my second pick. Now, many of you are going to say, what in the Tyree Wilson? What about, what about Anderson? Here's the thing. Tyree Wilson, 6'6", sick, 275 pounds, and he has more upside, more athletic upside, given his combination of size and speed. But Anderson, 6'4", 235, has a, he lacks in, in his dynamic speed and power. He's a safer pick, and I think D'Amico Ryan over there, he's seeing Tyree Wilson, and he's saying, you know what, this is the motor that I want to run with. He goes with Tyree Wilson at pick two. 
I like Tyree Wilson also. He's a guy, Mike, I think he's the number nine overall player on PFF. It's probably a lot better player than people realize overall. Tyree Wilson, you, I'm going to say that you're going to have the inside track on me when it comes to Texan information. So I'm not going to doubt any news you have, Mike, or what anyone's saying down in Houston. I would just counter with the fact that they have Davis Mills as the quarterback. And when you're in the spot they're in right now, you get to number two and you're this bad of a team and you have a Stroud sitting there, or you, even if you have a Richardson sitting there, if they don't go Stroud and you pass it up to run with Davis Mills again to draft yourself a defensive end to hopefully get a quarterback next year. You have no idea what's going to happen next year. We've talked about that with the Jets a million times. So I don't know. Like, that might be the thought process. For my mock, though, I'm going to think here, because I had Stroud go one, Mike. I have, and in, with your line of thought, they want Bryce Young. They want Bryce Young. They so want my mock here, I had the Texans taking Bryce Young because yes, I think sir. Stroud's going number one. Yes, um, sir. And I, all the reasons you mentioned, Mike, you broke it down. I won't go too much more into it. But to Mike's point, the number one prospect on PFF is Bryce Young. And that's been for the past two seasons. That's 91 right. rating in 2021, a 92 rating last year. So the and Heisman winner, obviously, you had 2021 also. So, I mean, this is a kid that's as good a prospect as you can get. If Bryce Young was six foot four and 220 pounds, this is not a discussion. This is not a debate. This would not even be talked about. No one would even be worrying about who number one would be when you look at his statistics and, every, and, and everything he's able to do. His rush awareness is tremendous. Doesn't really run as much as you would think. He's pretty much a pocket passer. Has a calm demeanor back there. Tremendous release. Always pretty much stays positive too on and off the field, which I like. Pro style attack he's in. So I think number two, Mike, Young is still on the board. And I think he's going to the Texans. Just like you said, he's a guy they covet. Now we're going to get to this number three pick. Me and Mike both know and most people know that the Cardinals are probably going to trade this pick. Yes. Now you hear the Raiders, you hear the Titans. I don't know which team they're going to trade it to, but I'm, I'm assuming one of those two teams will be here at three. For the sake of this mock, since we don't know yet, and it'll be cause chaos if we just start throwing trades, and we're going to go ahead and act like Arizona's sitting here at three, Mike. Um, if Arizona's at three and they didn't trade, now I'm thinking they would trade to three and maybe Richardson goes to the Titans or goes to the Raiders, Mike. But if they sit at three, you were just talking about Tyree Wilson and you were talking about Will Anderson. And I agree that Tyree Wilson has, especially with the measurables too, you know how long his arms are and everything, probably someone that might have a higher upside. But what you read everywhere is the safest pick, and I think you mentioned that, probably is Anderson. Yeah. And when you look at Arizona and what they need right now, this is a guy that could help them out big time. I mean, J.J. Yep. Watt just retired. Um, Zach Allen and, and Hill left in free agency. So their defensive line is, is in shambles. And what I've read in most places, this might be the safest pick in the draft of any position. Um, which maybe doesn't sound very sexy, but someone they know will help them right away. And that's a team that needs help on defense. He could have been the number one pick last year. Kuyper said that. A lot of guys in the know said that. Well, we had some good defensive linemen last year. But, if, you know, uh, I think Anderson's maybe better than most of those guys. Um, I think he's somebody that was so good and such a high prospect so early, Mike. He reminds me of Thibodeau. And that by the time we got to Thibodeau's senior year, it's almost like a little bit of that momentum and steam came off of him as a prospect. Yeah. That's kind of what happened, I think, here. But um, he's someone I think will play well. I, I mean, it, look, I could see them going with Tyree also. But Arizona, number three, Mike, if they keep the pick and don't trade it, I think they go defense. I think they take Will Anderson. Will Anderson Jr. All right. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree and understand that. And uh, what I'm going to say is that uh, coming back over to my draft um, at number three, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say that they're going to take Will Anderson for oh, all the reasons you said. 
for all like the that. reasons you said. I do see him going to the Arizona Cardinals. They need somebody there, like you yes. said. Uh, you got J.J. Watt retiring, and he is the safest pick. And if Tyree Wilson is there, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. I know Jalen Carter is somebody who uh, everyone understands is probably the top player talent-wise in the draft. But given the baggage, um, I heard there are a number of teams that don't even have him on their draft board. So I, th- yeah. I feel very comfortable with them going with Will Anderson. But then moving down to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, this is interesting here. I love I, the you got here. I now have now. Remember, I still got CJ Stroud on the board. I think they pound here on CJ Stroud. Now I know that there is talk of how they feel about Will Levis. Yeah. Um, but if CJ Stroud is here, I think it's a no-brainer. The Colts take Stroud and uh keep it moving. What what's what say you? No, you know, I think they're gonna in my mock, I already have Stroud gone and I have Young gone. We know the Colts need a quarterback though. Um, they have two young, good receivers there with some size. With the, the, there was no, they couldn't get in the ball downfield last year with the two guys they have. Um, and I think they're going to go quarterback. Also, I have them taking Anthony Richardson here at number four. Somebody that maybe, I mean, when you look at the when you look at the athleticism, I mean, number one forty time of any quarterback, vertical number one of any quarterback, broad jump number one of any quarterback do these things matter the most no but then you look at some of the athletic plays he made he had runs of 45 60 73 80 yards in college i mean this dude is explosive gonna have to work on the touch gonna have to work on those things you never want to really hear that i know that's scary but pff has him as the number six overall prospect guy ran for 654 yards last year 64 244 Mm. that's a big boy right there you're not Mm. gonna have these concerns you have doesn't have the skill level when it comes to the pocket passing of a Bryce Young, not even close. But you're talking about a guy that's 40 pounds bigger and maybe six inches taller. Um, that's a big boy right there. If, if what you hear, you know, now one other thing that also scares you, Jet fans especially, will be scared of this. The one year as a starter thing. Yeah. That's frightening. That's frightening, and I get that. But this, Mike, it kind of reminds me of Trey Lance. The one year of really and Trey Lance's stats were, you know, blow Richardson out of the water. Don't get me wrong. But this guy's at Florida playing the SEC. Um, but only really the one year of production to go off, which is scary. Zach Wilson, we know. Scary. Right. You know, Sam Darnold had a couple years there. We know Sanchez only had the one. So that doesn't, you know, I, I I'm worried about that, but I, I don't think the Colts can pass them up. I don't think they're gonna go with Levis. I don't think they're I don't I, I've seen mocks with Levis going for Mike. I don't see that. I don't see him as a guy that's gonna go in the top ten to me at least. Kind of giving away what I'm what I have going on here. But Wookie, let me ask you, man. You have the number one pick in our fantasy league. You're probably gonna be selecting quarterback. Uh, we've already had on my mock four quarterbacks are gone. How do you have these guys kind of tiered here one through four? Um, one through three, at least. I'm sorry, the top three quarterbacks here. How do you have them one, two, and three ranked? Uh I mean, NFL wise, <clears throat> I have NFL them. Wise. NFL-wise, I would probably, I mean, to me, it's a coin toss between Young and Stroud um, because although Young is uh, is really small, he is very good at not getting hit. Um, so he seems to have been able to take care of his body. But again, different level of play coming up to the NFL. Stroud, bigger guy, deadly accurate when he's throwing the ball. I mean, so there's a lot of pluses for both of those kids. Uh, so that's why I, I got him at, at a coin toss. The third quarterback, I mean, Richardson's right there. Um, Just because of everything you just explained, Keith, even though he's got a lot to work on in the pocket and, you know, putting a little touch on the ball here, um, the the athleticism scares the hell out of you. And he's such a, like you say, such a big dude 
and he's running for what he ran like a four 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 forty. Yeah, that's he's a monster. Yeah. That's a business decision. Every time you get past the, you know, you get to the second and third level of the defense, those yeah. guys are like, okay, well, <laughs> what are we doing here? He's someone um, too that you don't have to. And the, one of the, I guess, one of the only drawbacks you have um, with Bryce Young is that deep ball is not the best of his. I'm not that he can't learn and get better at it, but it's not the best. Richardson's not someone you got to worry about that with. I mean, the guy has an absolute cannon. He has the opposite issue where you got to kind of he's his what he his touch throws. He's throwing the ball a thousand miles an hour, like Jeff fans saw Zach Wilson do his first two years. Um, he's got to get that under control. But that's my number four, Mike. I got Richardson going to the Colts. I got three quarterbacks in the first four picks, Mike. Man, so so, so then Seattle. What's Seattle doing, Mike? I think you mentioned it a moment ago, and I one of the reasons this draft is so hard, Mike, is because we know there's going to be trades at the top. We know the quarterbacks are so coveted. People are going to trade up. Maybe we're not even thinking of right now. And then we have a player like a Jalen Carter, Mike, who, for all the reasons you mentioned earlier is kind of an anomaly in the draft with the talent level. We know he's maybe the most talented player in the draft. He's the number two prospect on PFF, Mike, Jalen Carter. But <laughs> um, we know he was in that race that unfortunately was not that he was driving the car, but he was in the race with a car that two people perished um, right. in Georgia. Um, I know he pleaded, he, he handled all his business in court, but that's a red flag with, you think about Henry Ruggs and the money they invested, the Raiders and him. And this off the field stuff means more now than it's ever meant for a team's images and um, for your brand as a player and things like that. So look, um, I know he went through that stuff, but I know that this is a country of second chances, especially in the NFL. You're going to get a second chance as long as you don't do anything too egregious. Maybe if he was driving the car, Mike, this could have been a different story, right? Yeah. But he wasn't. Um, it was unfortunate what happened. But I don't know if Seattle can pass him up, Mike. You know that defense was trash last year. You know the Seattle defense was trash. Um, They need edge. They need D-line. They need wide receiver. But they need D-line worse than anything. And Mm. this guy, I mean, look, he's probably the best defensive player in the draft. 6'3", 314. A monster at Georgia. One of the best players in the country, Mike. I got Seattle taking Jalen Carter, number five. Man, ladies and gentlemen, you see Mr. Keith Farrell, C.J. Stroud, Young, Anderson, Richardson, Carter. One, two, three, four, five nasty i like it i like it well let's just say uh all right let me move over to mine and i seattle seahawks i think they're going to also take a freak i think they're going to take anthony richardson the freak the freak you everything that you just said backing up gino okay two years a year tops and then you're going to have dk metcalf (laughs) Wow. One of the freakiest athletes, and Anthony Richardson, <laughs> beast mode reincarnate. You know what I'm saying? You could see it. I mean, I, I could. This is perfect to me. Pete Carroll, I love it. Bringing this savage out into Seattle to sit behind Gino and just chill. Yeah, I love it. Year two years later, takes over, bro. You could. I, I just envision this happening, but. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right. He could end up with the Colts too, but I, I don't think Richardson goes anywhere past five because of all the athletic, ridiculous beast mode yeah. ceiling he has. I know he's not the greatest thrower, but you know what? People said the same thing about Lamar Jackson. People ask Lamar Jackson, "Are you going to be a wide receiver?" He's looking at cats like, "Yo, what?" Now maybe picking his mom to be his agent wasn't the greatest choice, but you know what I'm saying. Everyone got their things right. Yeah. Um, if if he gets drafted there, you 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 can bet who the the first draft in the SFL, uh draft is going to be. Well, yeah, that makes it easy for you then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your boy. Oh, now 
Coming up on the Detroit Lions, the Lions are stru- like. Remember a couple years ago they drafted Okuda. Yeah. Scrub. Scrubville. Scrub. They need cornerback help. Bad. I think their receiving core is ridiculous. Wookie, you know, you've got uh, James Williams. You know, I think Jared Goff is, you know, did a great job. And I think that they're going to really trust in him. So I don't think they're going quarter quarterback. I think they're going cornerback. I think they're going Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Ooh. This guy, now he's not, he's not sauce. So let's stop. Okay. <laughs> let's put the brakes on it. But this kid, open space, he could play man, he could play zone, versatile player, can play corner, uh, the slot, he could play, uh, uh, you know, open field. I think that this guy's a perfect fit and he hits a need for the Detroit Lions. That's what I got them going at six. I love it, Mike. I love it. I can definitely see that too. Christian Gonzalez, man, unless you've been digging in in the weeds here, maybe you don't know about him, but one of the better players in the draft, one of the better cornerbacks in the draft. Mike, I have him coming up also soon, getting gripped up. I think that Detroit is going to go corner because, you know, they have that other first round pick, Mike. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be further down in this round. I think with this pick right here, they're grabbing your boy. We had the Texans taken to match up with Hutchinson because if you look – that defense was as bad as it gets last year. The, the mm. Lions, the Lions could put points up, but they could they could not stop anybody. And you look at the defensive backs, Mike. You're right, huge hole. The defensive line and linebackers, though, also. I mean, it's, all those units are horrible. But I don't know how you pass up on this guy, Wilson. I think they're going to take Tyree Wilson, Mike Texas Tech. <laughs> and you mentioned him earlier. Mike already broke it down for you, man. The wingspan is ridiculous. Um, his, ups, his upside, he could be the best player in this whole draft when it comes to upside. He can add some weight, but he has the frame, and he was a dominant pass rusher, high motor, play inside, outside. So I think they're going to grab Tyree Wilson and match him up with Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, try to create some havoc on the defense that way, because that's kind of the, the fastest way to improve your defense is to just, if your corners aren't good, your linebackers aren't good, you can't stop the run that well, but you can get after the quarterback on third down all the time. I mean, that's how you kind of get a shortcut to having a much better defense. I think that's what they're going to do, Mike, is go ahead and grab up Wilson at number six. Let me get to number seven here. Uh And theoretically, I would have, and I do think the Raiders are going to trade this pick, Mike. So it might not be the Raiders selecting at number seven. But when you look at what the Raiders need, they need a quarterback, they need offensive line, they need defensive line. Uh, But when you look at their secondary, I mean, that's probably the weakest, weakest spot on the team. Uh, Mike, I like Gonzalez a lot, and I was deciding here, because if you look at the next pick, Mike, the Falcons need a D-back also. They need a cornerback really bad also on the Falcons. But I think that the Raiders are going to go with Witherspoon here. Devin Witherspoon Ooh. out of Illinois, six foot 180, the number seven overall prospect Ooh. on pro football focus, guys. Um, him and Gonzalez, probably the two best corners, I think. Either one of them could go here. Um, but this is a good way, especially on that team. He ran a 4-4 in his workouts. Um, one of the best seasons ever graded out from a college corner in PFF history last year. Witherspoon had, guys. Targeted 63 times, only gave up 22 catches, 200 yards on the whole season. So a guy like him, feisty like him, grades out like him. It's between him and Gonzalez, Mike. I guess either of them going here. But I think the Raiders are going to go D-back. I think they're going to grab Witherspoon from Illinois. Man, I really like that pick. My goodness. Well, I wonder what our boy uh is gonna think about that uh our boy dan scampoli who's the biggest raider fan that we know of um so 
I agree that the Raiders do need help um, from the secondary, but I do think that they just got their new quarterback, Jimmy G. Guys, did you guys see that picture of the uh, hookers for Jimmy G? Yeah. And they just had Jimmy just – I mean, I think they're going to – I think that's just going to marinate for a couple of years, man. I mean, he's just all in black, just chilling. And what better way to keep that pretty face clean than getting some protection? And they're going to go ahead and pick – the Tyrannosaurus Rex out of uh, what, what was it? TCU? Yeah, is it? Is he from- uh, Northwestern? No, I'm sorry, Northwestern. Stronsky. Yeah, Skronsky. Now, remember your boy Sammy was saying about Skronsky. We were talking about the little T Rex hands, but this kid graded out like top notch. I mean, he had the top grades all around from a from a blocking perspective. Um, I think he's probably the best. Line, uh, offensive lineman in the draft potentially um, not saying tackle I'm just saying all around talent on the offensive line and I think that the, the Raiders are going to really need a lot of help in that space so I see them going with Skronsky now my next pick at eight the Atlanta Falcons I have a I have an interesting pick here I think they're going to be going edge and I think they're going to go with Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Nolan Smith really has that speed to power combination. Um, Georgia was just a beast team. And if you guys go look at the highlights, these this is the type of player that the Atlanta Falcons look to have. Now, I did. There was another player I was very, very sh- close to picking here, which was a running back. But I think they're going to go defense. I think they're going to go Nolan Smith. And wow. um, yeah. Let's see what happens, Keith. Yeah, I mean that's look. I don't. I've never. I haven't seen any mocks with Nolan Smith going that high. I think the highest I saw him going was fifteenth, Mike. Um, but a good player, somebody I had in my initial mock. I have him going a lot lower than that, Mike. But I had him going a lot higher initially. But I kind of revised it up. I think Smith is a good player. Didn't necessarily have the production statistically in college, but when it comes to the grading, these guys had a lot of that as the measurables, and he destroyed the combine. Killed the combine. Yeah, he killed the combine, which is why he's in consideration right now. Uh, Mike, the next pick I have here is for the Atlanta Falcons. And I was mentioning a moment ago, they need a lot of things. They need edge. They need wide receiver help with Drake London there. But their secondary also is just in absolute shambles, guys. Um, The Falcons had one of the worst pass rushes in the league last year, too. So I could see them going edge here. But in my mock, guys, I have Tyree Wilson gone. I have Will Anderson gone. There's other rushers here that could make sense, but I think they're going to go in the secondary. I think they're going to go with a, a guy Mike mentioned to go with Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, 6'1", 197. Um, Gonzalez has the size, the speed, the link, all the ball skills, everything you want. We're at a 4-3-8, 40-time guy. So like Mike said, he's not Sauce, but Sauce is a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. Sauce is a, Sauce is a different – he's an anomaly in the NFL. He's going to be – he's going to be what first-year corners are compared to now, Mike, forever. Because he maybe was the best first-year cornerback of all time. Agreed. So, but, um, you know, look, this guy's not perfect, but an amazing athlete. I think Atlanta really needs help in the secondary, Mike. So we're going to go with Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon at number eight. Then number nine, I, Mike, when you look at what Chicago can do, I mean, they need edge and they need D-line, but they need to protect Justin Fields. They just went ahead and made a big trade to get DJ Moore. We know that. and But this guy was just getting murdered last year. So I see them going offensive line. And there's a variety of ways in most mock drafts and in most projections you see guys ranked. 
Um, you know, I've seen Skaronski rank the highest guy. I've seen um, Broderick Jones. I've seen Paris Johnson. But I think what they need is a tackle, and they want to get that prototypical tackle, Mike. So I think the Bears here at nine go Paris Johnson. Oh, boy. They grabbed like the big it. man, 6'6", six, six, like Um, They allowed the most points in the league last year. I could see them going defense here, too. I could see them maybe going Lucas Van Ness or one of his other pass rushers, Mike. But um, I read, I dug into the notes, Mike, and the Bears, they deploy this kind of out zone, outside zone run run attack that's what they do right they're doing uh sweeps to the outside outside zone runs for the most part and when it comes to those outside blocking schemes that's what paris johnson does well he graded out almost a 90 last year on pff one of the highest in college football when it comes to those type of schemes so he's more to me mike i think skaronsky's better and i think they're even maybe broderick jones has an argument too but i think insofar as a scheme fit he's perfect what the bears want him to do and want their tackles to do that's why I had Paris Johnson going number nine, Mike. That's a great pick, man. I think that's a perfect um, pick for them. And in your mock, that's exactly what I would do. But in my mock, Jalen Carter is still available. Mm-hmm. And if Jalen Carter is available, I think this is as far as he falls. Okay. For all the reasons that you said. He's the best player in the draft. Yeah. He's the best player in the draft. And they need defensive line help. And I don't think the Bears go anywhere, anywhere past Jalen Carter if he's available. So I've got the Bears go ahead taking him. And then, guys, my next pick. This pick to me is one of my favorite picks in the whole draft. The Philadelphia Eagles have a team that's going to be contending for the Super Bowl. The quarterback just got... The highest paid per per year uh, contract in the history of the league. Congratulations. Congrats. And they're, exci- and, they're, and they're excited. And what better player to add than Bijan Robinson? Whoa. Along with uh, your boy out there in Philadelphia. That turns the Philadelphia Eagles into an offensive powerhouse. And can I say something, guys? Be- I'm a huge fan of Brees Hall. I like B. John Robinson better as a prospect. I'm talking about this kid is Barkley-level prospect. And now, Barkley didn't end up being, like, the greatest pro. But as a prospect, he was, you know, ridiculous. This this kid has all of the ability. He can break it for 20, 30. He can get you out in the flats. He can do it all. Um, I think he's going to be a weapon. I think that this is the area where the Philadelphia Eagles say, go get me Bijan Robinson so we can go ahead and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I can see that line of thinking, man. That rushing attack is tremendous. I think Jalen Hurts, if you want him to last in this league, you'd want him running probably a little less than he does, even though he seems he's a little bit bigger guy than Lamar Jackson. Maybe he doesn't take the same hits. But you've already seen last year he missed a few games with injury. Um, yeah, Mike, that makes sense. I can see. I know Bijan, you had, I've seen anyone going from 15 to the bottom of the first round. Because running backs, man, even the best ones. Last year, Brees Hall was the best running back. We got him. We got him in what thirty six or thirty eight or something. So um, yeah. you never know with the running backs now, Mike. I could maybe see that playing out. What I think, though, when you look at uh, the roster of the Eagles right now, Mike, man, like all their young defensive linemen from that championship team, they all left in free agency, and they have Fletcher Cox still. He's thirty two. They have Graham. He's thirty five. Their secondary is really old. They probably have the oldest defense in the NFL. So I don't know if they can go past this spot and not invest in defense. And I think they're going to go with edge. I think they're going to take Van Ness from Iowa. Lucas Van Ness, 6'5", 275, big old monster. 
She's All gonna right. be out there terrorizing Daniel Jones. Just just fucking snapping Daniel Jones to the ground, Wookie. Um, slapping him around. I think if it's not, I, I mean, I could see them go O-line also, Mike, because they do need some O-line help here. But I think they're gonna go defense just because of what I mentioned, Mike. If you look at their roster and you look at the age, man, they are old. And teams that are really old on defense, you have a few injuries and your defense gets bad really, really quick. So I think they're going to go defense for the Eagles. And then number 11 here with the Titans now, this could be a spot where they've traded up already to number three. If the Titans stay here, though, Michael, I think the thought process for the Titans is to grab another weapon on offense. Now, they need a quarterback. I get that. But I think at 11, Levis is a stretch. I don't think he's the guy they're going to grab on. It could happen. Don't get me wrong, guys. They need offensive line help also. But I see the Titans gripping Jackson Smith from Ohio, getting the best Ooh, wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I think, um, you know, you saw you saw that 2000, uh, number one, 2021 campaign he had when he led Ohio State in receptions and yards. You know who was in the room with him. You know Wilson was there. You know Olave was there. Um, he has a whole bunch of records at Ohio State, guys. The most yards in the season, most catches in a game. He's somebody that you look at the 40 time, everything, all the intangibles you want in a receiver. He has all of them. I think the Titans need as much help as they can possibly get on offense, regardless of who the quarterback is. Um, I think you're going to go wide receiver, Mike, and take Jackson Smith. Oh, man. Jackson Smith Ningjibba is like one of my favorite uh, prospects in this draft. Oh, my goodness. I, I really selfishly want him on the Jets, but I know we're not going to take him. Here is where again i'm gonna hit everybody with a curveball and um you know i'm gonna get probably hit for this but uh i think the titans definitely go quarterback here now everyone's probably gonna say you're gonna go levis but i don't think they go levis i think they go head and hooker here at 11 and let me whoa at 11 let me explain my thinking holy so tennessee tennessee So the, the fans love it. Obviously, that's not going to be the reason, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a plus. Um, if you look at Will Levis and you look at Hendon Hooker in a vacuum, Hooker did better against better competition last year. He's a better quarterback. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, just go look at the numbers. He was better, period. I know he's 25. I know he had an injury. But I think that this team, given what they have already done as far as the moves they're making – um, Ryan Tannehill is going to really be on a quick rope. And I don't think they're going to want to take a chance with a project like Will Levis. I think they want to have a player that's going to be able to get in and produce right away and grow with guys like Traylon Burke and others that they're going to be going because they're moving in a draft movement and trying to build. I think Hendon Hooker <laughs> is a better quarterback than Will Levis. That's just my personal opinion. And I think that... Um, this is going to be their pick. And then right after that, Texans are on the clock. They take Will Levis. Oh, well, there you go. Right, falls right to him. Okay. Falls right to him. And again, I think that, you know, Will has an amazing arm. Will has a, a very high upside, but he reminds me a little bit of Zach Wilson. You know, great talent, small school. He's going to have to adjust his game to the pro game. You know, they already got a, a couple of quarterbacks in there um, in, in in Houston that he can kind of learn behind. And I think D'Amico Ryan will go get his pass rusher in the first and then in the tw- I mean, in the second pick. And then they'll get his quarterback at here at um, 12. 
Nice, Mike. Back-to-back quarterbacks here for Mike. I like that a lot. I think Hooker, man, he's somebody that uh, probably put – I mean, he had the big junior year. His big redshirt junior year, I'd say he was tremendous. Last year, 27 touchdowns, only two interceptions. Put Tennessee on the map. Some big, huge wins for Tennessee last year. So, I like Hooker right also. I would love if that happened, Mike. That would shake the whole draft up here. But my pick, I'm going at uh, number 12 here for Houston, Mike, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm yep. Um, yep. Houston, we know they need a QB. Um, they need defensive line help. I mean, they need a lot. They need a center. They need wide receivers. When you look at their depth chart, though, Mike, they probably have easily the worst wide receivers in the league. Their best wide receiver right now is Robert Woods and Nico Collins. I mean, this is this is bad. They don't have a single playmaker on the offensive side of the ball that could do anything when it comes to receiving the ball. I think it's the worst wide receiver group in the league. This is maybe my first pick here, Mike, that's a stretch or one that people might not agree with, but I think that Houston needs a wide receiver. I think the best wide receivers already been taken, but according to pro football focus, Mike, the number one wide receiver in this draft is Quentin Johnson. Not our boy Jackson Smith here. 6'3", 208, coming at TCU. Number 10 overall prospect on PFF, guys. We're in a 4-5-40. Highest rated wide receiver on a lot of boards out here. 1,000 yards last year, six touchdowns. I think they need some help, Mike, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, that's a stretch. I know a lot of people have him going in the mid-20s. But I think he's the second best receiver. He's got the size. He's got everything else you want. I think that's where we go with 12. And then here we landed 13, boys. New York, <laughs> New York Jets. <laughs> New York Jets, which many people maybe fast forwarded right to this part here, guys. But, you know, we've been really, really good with these first round selections the last couple of years. Mike, our boards have played out very differently, you've noticed. Oh, they have. And on my board, there's a guy left. There's a savage left who is straight out of the mold of a Joe Douglas football player. Okay. You already had him going a little earlier, Mike, but I think he slots the Jets. And that's Peter Skaronsky, 6'4", 313. Mike, let me get into some things here when it comes to arm size and all those type of things, Mike. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, Mike, he is 6'4", he is 315 pounds. Skaronsky is 6'4", he's 313 pounds. Elijah Vera Tucker's arms are 32 and 1 eighth inches. Skaronsky is 32 and 1 fourth inches. So he actually has longer arms than ABT. ABT's managed to do okay, right? So, I mean, when people talk about this arm length and all that, I get it, guys. But there are certain dudes, and this is one of them to me, that it doesn't really make a difference um, when you watch the way that the dude plays. Now, if we put him at tackle, maybe you worry about it a little bit more, but he actually played guard too. But on CBS.com, Mike, number one overall offensive line prospect. PFF, pro football focus, Mike, number one offensive line prospect, Skaronsky. Um, the pass blocking is tremendous, Mike. He had some of the best pass blocking numbers in PFF history. Michael, he may end up being a guard, but only last year, Mike, 474 pressures. Excuse me, 474 pass attempts. He only gave up six pressures. So in the passing game, you know you already got someone that's helping out if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, keeping him upright. Like I said, I think this is Joe Douglas written all over him. When you look at the athleticism, Mike, fifth in the bench press with the offensive lineman, Second in a vertical jump, second in broad jump. That's just a general way to show you how athletic he is. This is somebody I think they can plug into that right tackle spot right away, Mike, but also gives you the versatility like an ABT gave you. If next year we go into training camp and Makai Becton is 100%, Mike, and he can play, okay? And you see Dwayne Brown can play. And those are our tackles. They're going to have to figure something out. 
right? People have to figure out they have Thomas and they have ABT too. But I think they're just grabbing because they're not they're not they're not banking on Makai Becton being healthy. Okay, that's why they're going offensive line here. I think this is a tremendous pick, guys. I think that Scarron's going to be a starter in the league for a long time. Like I said, the size very similar to ABT. Also, another intangible, Michael. His granddad, his grandpops, Bob Skaronsky, captain of the Green Bay Packers, five-time NFL champion legend. Oh. That's, the, that's the pedigree. That's the pedigree this, this legend's coming from. Unanimous All-American guys, all Big Ten twice. The best offensive lineman in Northwestern history. I think he's on the board at 13, Mike. And I think that's who we're grabbing. Um, I could definitely see Joe Douglas do that if he is available at 13. I have him not, you yeah, know, going, going earlier. Um, but I can definitely see that happening. But I feel what I'm about to say, I feel really confident. Everything I've heard about the New York Jets, everything I've heard about Joe Douglas and what he likes and how he is. I think that chances are above 80% that the next New York Jet um, that will be drafted is going to be um, Mr. Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Um, And I'll get into why once I find him. I don't know why I can't find him on this sheet. Oh, here he is. Okay. So Broderick Jones really is the um, prototypical Joe Douglas pick. 6'5", 311 pounds, arm length. He's got 34-inch, three-quarter-inch arms, hand size, 10, 5 eighths. Um, he's not the best line uh, offensive line uh, prospect in this draft, but he has the of the highest ceiling of any of these players. And this, to me, just screams Joe Douglas and how he thinks. And from all tens of purposes, what I've been hearing is this is who the Jets are in love with. And I think that, and the reason why I feel confident they're going to take him is because I think he's going to be there at 13. Um, if Paris Johnson is there, I still think he, they're going to take this guy over Paris. If Skronsky's there, I don't know. And I think Keith may be right. Okay, guys. But I think Skronsky's not going to be here at 13. So... Given that said, I think this is the the way they go, and they bring this kid in to be the left tackle of the New York Jets moving forward. This is a big man, has a lot of potential. Um, again, was on that Georgia team that made it all the way through. Um, I think that I'm pretty confident that he this got kids on the board, and um, you know Joe Douglas is targeted. He's he's going to take him. Yeah, Mike, in your mock, the best offensive lineman left would be him or they'd be Darnell Wright. They'd be that, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we already have these guys gone. I The only thing I would caution against is this one thing. I, and pretty much every mock I've seen has the Jets taking Broderick Jones, Mike, so I'm not even going to disagree with you. But if you look at the drafts, 2019, 2020, even 2021 for the most part, a lot of this the approach of taking the giant swing at the guy with the higher ceiling has not worked out for Joe Douglas. Let's just be real. We have entire years of drafts with not one player on the team or one player that matters. So I know I'm not even disagreeing with what you're saying. That's prob that is what Joe Douglas's MO has been. But I mean, I don't know. Do you go for that guy or do you go for Darnell Wright? There might be someone that could be better right away. I just the high upside thing, it hasn't worked out for us, but I think hopefully with Broderick Jones, in your hypothetical Mike, he's probably one of the best offensive linemen left out there. 
Um, we'll see what happens, but we definitely need to fill a hole at that position. And I do think early mocks had a lot of offensive linemen going early, Mike, but I think, like you said, there'll be a few left for us here at 13. Yeah. And then uh, next with the Patriots, I think Devin Witherspoon is too good of a player that's on the board. And I think they don't go with need and they just go best player available and they take Devin Witherspoon at 14 for the reasons you had stated earlier. Yeah. You know what, Mike? I the the, the Patriots roster is not great. If you look no. at it, I mean, it's just no. not great. You know, look, it's just like probably the most, probably the most overrated roster, I think, probably in the NFL, the, uh, the, the Patriots. Oh, absolutely. Like, one spot they really need help, though, guys, is it is offensive line. If you look, man, their offensive line is absolutely garbage. I mean, they made some tri- they made some um, uh, they made some signings last year that were not great. There's some guys underperform. I think they really need help at tackle, especially guys. That's why I don't think they're gonna let another tackle fly off the board here without them jumping in the mix. I think Darnell Wright's gonna go here to the Pats, Mike. Nice, um, the, the big boy out of Tennessee, six six, three thirty five. Big old monster. When the Jets draft at 13, I mean, if Darnell Wright ended up being a Jet, I really wouldn't be surprised either, Mike. He's that type of big old monster that our boy loves. Um, but I think the Pats are going to grab him up at 14. At 15, you have the Green Bay Packers. Now, Packers are in a kind of a, a gray area also, Mike, because we know they need some playmakers. I mean, they had some rookies last year do a couple things. Watson kind of flashed at the end of the year. But he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball now. It's Jordan Love. And they have two good running backs. Um, their defense is not that bad. But I think they're going to maybe reach a little and fill a position they haven't had a good you know, good guy in a while. And that's tight end. And I've seen a lot of mocks with Dalton Kid Kane going to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. When I, when I looked at what they needed, I mean, this guy is 6'4", 246, guys. He's a playmaker in college. He, he would have been the number one tight end taken last year over McBride. He probably would have been taken in the first round last year also. Guys, one drop his whole career. So this is somebody that you can count on. And on PFF, he's the 15th highest ranked prospect. That, that's high for a tight end. So I think the Packers aren't going to – they have a lot of young receivers already. Offensive line's pretty good. Defensive unit's pretty good. We know they're going with love at quarterback. They don't need running backs. I think they're going to go tight end, Mike. I think they're going to go Red Kincaid. Wow, that's a, that's a phenomenal pick. You know, it's funny because I have a very similar pick as you do. Uh, I think they're going to go pass catcher as well. But I think they're going to do this out of spite since all the years that Aaron Rodgers was there. They never got this guy a number one wide receiver in the first round. And now that he's gone, they're going to go ahead and pick a number one wide receiver. And they're going to take Jackson Smith Njigba just to spite Mr. Aaron Rodgers. But they kind of need him because who in the world do they have left after Alan Lazard is gone? I mean, they got Christian Watson over there and and some other guys. But I think they go Jackson Smith Njigba. They're going to need help um, uh, in that passing game. And then, honestly, coming back with Washington, uh, Washington, you could say quarterback. You could say, you know, center. I think they're going to yeah. go – I think they're going Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> I think oh, they, wow. that's, where, that's, where, that's where I got him. I got him going right right below where you have him to Washington yeah. and being that pass catcher there for Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Wookie, is he rostered on your team? I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Roster, I thought so. Okay, that's a good yeah. question. I was, I was toying with the notion of rostering him last year, but I just didn't have the space. <laughs> Mike, I like both those those picks right there. I think in, uh, maybe in Jigba, that's probably maybe uh, a realistic spot for him. I don't think he's going to go past the middle of the first round, Mike. So that makes sense for sure. Um, here with Washington's pick, Mike. I mean, they need 
they need corners also. And there's probably about four or five really good ones in this draft. I think that Joey Porter Jr., when you come to that Ooh. prototypical size, 6'3", 193. He's kind of got that sauce size to him, guys. Um, and I think when you're the when you're the commit the commanders, what a what a strange thing to say. What a strange name, right? Um, when you're the commanders and you're going up against CeeDee Lamb and AJ Brown. And you know a lot of this offensive attack, they need they need some good corners out there. So I could see them maybe going Branch, the safety out of Alabama here, also guys. But this guy is the number 18 overall on PFF. He's number 12 ranked prospect on CBS.com, guys. Porter's really good. You know his dad's Joey Porter, NFL player, so some good pedigree there for him. So I think number 16 is going to be Joey Porter Jr. Number 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is where I see your boy Broderick Jones going, Mike. Because oh Pittsburgh really needs some help in the offensive line. They need help at corner. They need help at linebacker. I could see, in my mock, Nolan Smith still on the board, Mike. I could see them grabbing. That's like a Pittsburgh Steeler type player, Nolan Smith. The way he plays, linebacker, beast, maybe the best linebacker in the draft. So I could see Nolan Smith here, Mike. But I think they're going to grab Broderick Jones, get a left tackle for their franchise uh, quarterback they just grabbed last year. Kind of always good trying to link your quarterback with that left tackle or that right tackle. And they grab uh, the big-time left tackle here, Broderick Jones, and plug him in there on the offensive line. Uh, I, I can understand that. I'm going to be going the same place. I think they go Paris Johnson. This is where I got Paris going. And uh, having him fall all the way here, they're going to need a tackle. They're going to need to start protecting that young quarterback. And then coming right back over to the Lions, I know you said in the Lions that they wanted to go ahead and take Tyree Wilson to go ahead and, and pair up with their number one pick last season. And – uh, instead of taking the secondary, and I got them to go on edge, taking Lucas Van Ness for the exact nice. same reason. So, <laughs> same strategy, but I, I got them doing different, you know? So, I got them taking Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, we might. We actually had the same approach with the Lions. We just flip flop the picks they make those selections in. Uh, yeah. Because right here for the Lions, for me, you had them take a corner at the top there. I have them grabbing one right here, which is Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Nice. Six foot, 197. Um, one of the better athletes in the draft, guys. One of the best CBs, of course. Uh, they, they've already added, in my mock, they've already added Tyree Wilson. In my mock, guys. So you look at what they need here. It's defensive back. It's linebacker. Deontay Banks is the number 10 overall prospect on CBS.com. He's a top-level prospect. If he's there at 18, I think the Lions are going to jump all over it. <clears throat> here at 19, boys, this is where I have Levis going. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. They got a big hole, right, guys? Doesn't it kind of make sense? They have a big hole at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I know they signed Baker Mayfield. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that means it's a hole, but I don't think anyone thinks Baker is the long-term answer there. Maybe he pulls a Geno in his career. Maybe he doesn't. A little inconsistent for Levis. Mike already kind of broke it down for you why he didn't think really Levis is the guy over um, our boy Hooker, which I understand that, Mike. Uh, I, I think he's maybe someone that's slightly overrated, but the intangibles... I think are there, 6'4", 229. Um, he'll sit behind Baker for you. He's the type of quarterback, and you you already said it, Mike. He's a project. I think he's the kind of guy you, you have to draft and let him show for a year and then see what happens. I don't think he's a guy that's going to come in and start right away unless you have an injury. So 19, Mike, I have Levis going over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice job. So, Nick, do you agree with that? You see Levis going over there? I mean, if he's available there, yeah, I could see him. That would be a good spot for him to land uh, for all the reasons Keith mentioned. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Baker at this point? Um, I think the receivers are still good, but for how long, I'm not positive. Yeah. Um, so that would be a good spot for him to land. Wait a year, you know, get, really get, you know, get into that playbook, know what's going on, step on the field ready year two, or at least to compete. 
And then from there, I mean, I don't know what Kyle Trask is going to bring to the table, but I'm sure he'll be in the mix. But I think it's a good spot for him. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Good so Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. No, good receiving core there in Tampa Bay. I think Evans is getting up there, though. I think Godwin is like almost like a Keenan Allen. Well, he's just going to be that – that he's a good player, and he'll probably play forever. You can count on him. But I think Evans is getting up there. Um, I think Godwin just turned 27. Evans, I think, is 30, right, guys? But that's a good landing spot, I think. Mike, you want yeah. to see who you have going for Seattle? I got Anton Harrison going to Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa um, Bay. I'm sorry, yes. That's because they're going to need tackle help. Um, I got Levis gone here, so this is where I got. Um, I, I think that's he's the next best tackle off the board. Um, and then with Seattle, uh, I have Seattle then coming back and then taking John Michael Schmitz Ooh. center to go ahead and help future quarterback Anthony Richardson, you know, get to the next level. So I got John, and 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 trust me, John Michael, that's the cat I want. Uh, in the second round, but I think go ahead and look back last year. Centers got gripped hard in the in the back of the first round. So I kind of looked at that trend and I said, you know what? I could see some teams just reaching because they know they're probably not going to get them in the second round. And since since he's probably yeah. the best center out there, um, and knowing that they're going to need help, I, I've, that's what I've got them doing: taking uh, John Michael Smith. I can see that, Mike. I think that Seattle has um, – they made the playoffs last year, but that's not a great team. And they got some holes there on offense. Their defense last year was not that great. Uh, Jamal Adams will be back eventually this year at some point. But they need help at edge. They need help at wide receiver. They need defensive line help. I think that they need to get another weapon for Geno more than anything because you saw last year in that playoff game, once you shut down DK Metcalf, that was it. I mean, it's really they really had nothing else to do. No one else to throw the ball to. I think they take a wide receiver here. And I think it's going to be a guy very similar size and speed to Tyler Lockett, and that's Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston Ooh, College. Right. Five foot nine, one eighty-two. Like I said, a similar wide receiver to Lockett, but someone who's way better after the catch. And they need playmakers on that team. They can't just rely on DK. I know the running game got a lot better there with Kenneth Walker, but they need another option in the passing game. They don't have it right now. They don't have that guy that can take that little slant and bust it. And pretty much every game you see DK is getting double teamed. So um, I, they already in my mock, they've already grabbed Jalen Carter for defense they could i wouldn't be surprised if they go defense again their defense is so bad but i have them go ahead and grabbing that wide receiver guys and i also have the next pick as a wide receiver and that's for the san diego chargers guys i have jordan addison from usc going to the san diego chargers and justin herbert 875 yards eight touchdowns last year the litnikoff award winner in 2021 went to pittsburgh before he transferred chargers have holes at wide receiver edge they have holes in defensive line also but I think they need someone that – what they need is speed. Williams is good, and Keen Allen are both pretty good. Keen Allen last year, at the end of the year when he came back, he played well. But he's not – he's 31 years old. You know, he's not a burner. He's not going to break up uh, an 80-yard um, – catch a ball and then break it down the field 80 yards anymore. So they need someone that can get down the field, get in the end zone. This guy's had 25 touchdowns the last two years, Jordan Addison. So I think they're going to be looking wide receiver. I think the best receiver left in my mock is Addison, and that's the direction San Diego goes. Man, that's what's up. I got them going uh, Michael Mayer, tight end, the, to the Chargers, to get that big body pass catcher for um, for Herbert. So I think that they're really looking to help bolster that offense over there in San Diego. Yeah. And Notre Dame, baby. At Notre Dame, that's right. And I think he's going to be a phenomenal uh, pickup. Yep. And then with the Ravens, I've got them taking your boy, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback. 
help them oh, out there in the secondary. So yep. that's what I got. Interesting, Mike. I have Baltimore here at 22, guys, and we'll speed it up for you guys here, ABG fans. Um, I have them going same position. I have them going cornerback as well. I think they're going to grab a corner to help that team out. Maybe the fastest corner in the draft. That's Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State, Mike. Number 30 player on PFF. Um, really good corner, six foot 180. Great season last year. I think you're going to fill that hole at corner. Then you go to 23, Minnesota, man. And Minnesota has holes at corner also. Um, they have holes at wide receiver. They have holes at defensive tackle. I think when you get here, though, um, there's a lot of guys on the board still. There's wide receivers out there. There's there's corners out there. But a lot of them will be a reach for them to take right here. So I think they're going to go best player on the board. And the best player on the board right here is Miles Murphy, um, the big old monster. I think that Murphy's one of the better defensive tackles, defensive ends in the league, in the, in the draft, guys. I think Harrison Phillips and Lowry last year had one sack at defensive end for them. I mean, Hunter's good, but they basically had no production at the defensive end position. So I think Mike, Minnesota here at 23, and they go Miles Murphy. Oh, that's what's up. You know, um, I could see them doing Miles Murphy. However, uh, I still have Zay Flowers on my board, so I'm going to go Zay mm. Flowers over there to go line up next to Justin Jefferson. And then coming back with the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is my favorite pick of the whole draft for me because of the value that they're going to get. I got them taking Brian Branch safety, the best safety in the draft, blue chip player. And a lot of safeties don't go too high. Obviously, we know Jamal Adams. You don't really want to go in, but they've got all this young talent. And they're going to just add that to that block back there with Trevor Lawrence and that entire team. I think that would be just a tremendous pickup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike, I like that. I mean, that, that would help their team out tremendously. I've seen mocks with him going there. I've seen a lot of mocks with Branch going there. It's a hole they had. It would fill a hole immediately for them. Mike, in my mock on the board here, though, Nolan Smith is still out there. Ooh, oh, mock, nice. I haven't had yeah. him selected yet. Now, I could see, I've seen a lot of mocks with him going a lot higher than this, Michael. Um, but I think that he's a tremendous player for everything you mentioned. He's number 22 player on PFF, 4.39 40 time, which is faster than, you know, a lot of wide receivers in the NFL right now when it comes to 40 time. Maybe the best linebacker in the draft, according to a lot of people, 6'2", 238. I think Jacksonville has a hole at edge, and I think he's still when they can plug right in there and help them out. The next squad right here, Pat, Wookie, is your New York Giants. Wookie. Oh, yeah. All right, now, look, we're going to give our, our um, selections here, and then we want to hear what you think about it. I think, Mike, the Giants need some help, obviously, to wide receiver. I don't think the value is there here, wide receiver, to draft anybody. I think it's a big gap between the top four wide receivers and then the next guy group after that. Um, I think at, at cornerback, it's the same thing. I think there's a big gap here also. I think the, the the value here is an offensive line, and they do need help at offensive line, the Giants. So I see them gripping up Osiris Torrance, the big monster from LSU, guys. Transferred, I speak from Florida, transferred over from LSU. Great, dominated all year, dominated the Senior Bowl, has dominated every single level the past two years that he's been that he's been involved with. I think they need offensive line help. I think that's the direction the Giants are going. Well, Wookie, what would you like? Would you like Osiris Torrance or would you like the best cornerback still available, Deontay Banks, that Keith had going much higher? I've got Banks falling and slipping to the G-Men. What are you thinking? Well, based on your board, if Quentin Johnson's still there, my heart says I want to pick him because because we... we, Who who, who are are, 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 are,
Shit, you're right. Hodgkins, Hodgins is that was a great story. He's going to come back and do that again. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but I can I can totally understand cornerback as well. We need a, we we've got a lot of need. So, um, yeah. But if Quentin Johnson's there, I got I got to pick Quentin Johnson. Johnson, I'm sorry. Tells you too that Mike Wookie's paying attention to your mom because in his in his world, Quentin's out there, and that's the hole, and that's the guy for them right there. And I totally understand that, man. Um, I think the Giants are going O line, or they're going wide receiver here. That's what I think, guys. With this pick, with this selection. Uh, Mike, who do you got for the Dallas Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys. This is just how he is. He wants a running back. He goes Jameer Gibbs. Oh wow! I see. Lose Zeke goes out the window, save that money, and get Gibbs to pair over there with Pollard. That makes sense, Mike. I like that pick a lot. Mike, my pick for the Dallas Cowboys is filling a big hole for them. They just lost Dalton Schultz. Historically, like they like to throw the ball to the tight ends, guys. Michael Mayer is still on my board. Notre Dame tight end. I think he's going to end up on America's team. Six foot five, two forty nine out of Notre Dame, guys. Sixteen hundred forty nine yards the past two years. Sixteen touchdowns. I'm a big Notre Dame fan. He's the best player on the field a lot of those days out there, guys. I think Dallas goes ahead and takes Myers, add him to that to that group um, playmakers with CeeDee Lamb, with Pollard. Mike, the Hill people are next. Oh, the Hill people. You're not going to like this pick, Mike. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. No, 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 don't say it. <laughs> now, the Hill people, now we know they lost Jermaine Edwards, so they need, they need some inside linebacker help, okay? And after Diggs, I mean, they don't have – Gabe Davis is okay, but he, they don't really have any playmakers after after Diggs. That ha- showed you last year. But last year in the playoffs, he, uh, Josh Allen was throwing balls to Beasley. Remember, guys? I mean, that's not a good spot to be in when you get to the playoffs. But I think what Buffalo does here is go a different direction and fill another hole because I don't think that Cook is an every down back. I think they're taking Bijan Robinson here, Michael. They're going to uh. add the Saquon Barkley-esque or level prospect to that backfield. 15, almost 1,600 yards last year, averaged 6.1 a rush. The best running back in the draft by far. If he gets down to 27 in the Bills, Mike, they need help in a lot of places, and they're, they're a little cap stretched. But I think they're going to grab him, Mike, to add to the offense, which is super depressing. But I think it's a reality, Mike. Oh, man, I really wish that that wasn't the case, man. But I, I, I think that they're going to need uh, linebacking help. And that's why I've got them taking Drew Sanders. Um, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with what you're saying. If if he's there, um, I think that that's a no-brainer. They're gonna, that's exactly the the, the direction they're gonna go. And then with the Bengals, um, I still got Darnell right here. Uh, I think he can go earlier. The thing is, he's right tackle. He's not going to play left tackle. He tried playing left tackle, but I really had success right tackle. I know he has a lot of talent, and I honestly wouldn't be mad if the Jets took him at 13, but this is where I think he goes to Cincinnati Bengals um, to provide help for uh, Joe Burrow. I can see that, Mike. I can definitely see that, man. That's a good pick. That would help their team out, too, and make total sense if he's on the board. Here, for me, for 28, now I know they brought Irv Smith Jr. in, but Irv Smith Jr. is just perennially injured. I don't think he's ever going to be a legit tight end in this league. Um, and I know they need offensive line help, they need defensive back help. Offensive line, if any of those beasts, Mike, we've spoken about, like if Darnell Wright slips here or any of those guys, they're going to grab him for the offensive line. But I think the direction they go actually is tight end here. I think they're going to grab Darnell Washington out of Georgia, the giant Darnell Washington, six foot seven, two sixty five guys. Um, we're at a four six forty at that size, which is pretty impressive. 
Um, two TDs last year, 454 yards. We know George didn't throw the ball to him that often, but a tremendous player. You never know. I mean, this is the type of guy with some of his measurables when you look at the combine, too. Could end up being the best tight end in this draft, Mike. I yep. think Cincinnati, not like they're lacking in weapons, but I think a big tight end like him can. Hurst left. They brought Irv Smith Jr. I don't think really think Irv Smith Jr. is really, the, you know, a top level tight end. This is the direction I think they go here at 28. Then at 29, New Orleans Saints, guys. New Orleans, I mean, they lost. A lot of four of their five defensive tackles from 2022, four of the five of them left the team that had the most snaps of the team. They brought in Nathan Shepard. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to help guys, but I think they have a huge hole here on the defensive uh, defensive line. When you look at the best defensive lineman left, Brian Breesey from Clemson, definitely the best guy on the board, guys. 6'6", 298, number two defensive lineman. Um, on a lot of boards, guys. Number 21 overall on PFF. He was the number one recruit in the nation. 2020, Mike. I think they fill a big hole on the defensive line. They go ahead and been greasy in. Man, I hear that, but I got them taking Kalea Kansi. <laughs> I agree with you. They're going to go. Right? Yeah. I got the same process. I got them taking Kansi over Brees. So I, I agree with that um, for everything you said. And then looking at the Eagles, um, I got them taking Osiris Torrance um, at guard just for protection. And then to finish it off, I go Will McDonald edge. Yeah. Um, and that really finishes my draft. So let's see, let's see what I get. And then we'll go over to you. Uh, let's see what Mike has here. Uh, let's Wait, that, see. Oh, you get a grade? Yeah, oh, I didn't I know this. I did not yeah. know that. So uh, I don't think it gave. Full maybe it doesn't give grade. We'll, we'll maybe, give it, maybe it doesn't give me a grade, but this is yep. Yeah, this is my 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 draft. All right, let's yeah, see. Mike, what and we'll take these. Uh, we'll make sure we take these images too and post them on Instagram for everybody. Oh, guys, cool. we'll wrap it up here, guys. Man, thank you for hanging with us here the first round, and we will be back with the second round up to that forty third pick next week, guys. We'll have some fun with that. We'll be with you guys on draft night, also. Mike, when it comes to Philly, now I have the guy you just mentioned, um, Kansi, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. I have him going to Philly with the next one. Oh, okay. So okay. I was between I was between him and Breesey. Um, either of those guys can go 29-30. I think both teams need defensive tackle help. Uh, Kansi's a little undersized, only six foot. I know Aaron Donald kind of has broken the mold here when it comes to defensive linemen, but he's six foot, he's 280. First step, super quick. The number one ranked defensive tackle in PFF when it comes to pass rush grade get after the quarterback tremendous player with the last pick in the first round and just in case everyone's wondering why there's only 31 picks just to remind you Miami, <laughs> Dolphins, Miami Dolphins don't have their first round pick because they tampered with Tom Brady which lost in the mix somehow is the fact that Tom Brady is the only quarterback ever that was suspended for four games for defending a football and then even though he's on the team the Dolphins lost their first round pick for tampering with Tom Brady this guy just can't get himself out of, out of trouble guys but um 31st pick in the draft guys KC Mike, this is another team I think needs offensive line help. You saw it last year. You saw it in the Super Bowl last year. You saw Mahomes running for his life. I think the best offensive lineman left in the draft was left tackle Anton Harrison, 6'4", 315. They need wide receiver help too. They need edge help. But this big boy at Oklahoma, I think he'd help that team a lot. Um, the Chiefs O-line, I think, is not the best. Um, this guy ran a 4.9840 at 315 pounds. That's a big boy. They need some right tackle help. So that's, that's the direction I think they're going, Mike. Very good. And so here's your Woo. here's your here's your picks. I just downloaded it, so I'm send it to you. Cool. Very good. This is our first 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 round. Uh, next week we'll come back with the second round, and uh, we'll go up to pick 43. I think we'll do. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll yeah, and then we'll be ready to roll. 
And then we'll be with everybody. We'll be with everybody on draft night also when we get up to that Jets pick, chopping it up. Man, it was a lot of interesting picks, Mike. I think this is probably the year of all the years we've done this where it felt the most difficult and took me the longest amount of time. And it'll probably, you know, probably all be wrong anyway. But hey, it was hard to like think out how it would go because there's so many variables this year with the quarterbacks, with teams trading up, with Jalen Carter. Like he, he starts dropping, things could change, Mike. Um, it's one of those, like Quentin, John, Quentin Johnson, one of those type of players. I mean, there's guys this year, we don't know where they're going to go more, I think, than the previous two or three years we've done this. A lot of uncertainty. I think we know the position we want to go. I just hope some of those beasts are still there when we get there, Mike. If Jones is there and they grab him, I'm fine with it. Um, if Skaronsky's there and Jones, I hope they go Skaronsky, Mike. But if they get either of those guys, I think we're in a good spot because if Beckton comes back and he's healthy at all, that offensive line is going to have a whole bunch of monsters on there. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a happy boy back there in the pocket, I think. And I really like how things went. Man, that was tremendous, Mike. Mock Madness Part 1, like Mike said, we'll be back next week. Mike, if anyone does want to get at us or support AEBG in any way, shape, or form, how could they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Garris, on behalf of the greatest tight end in college football history, the big whoop, Nicholas Cronk. My name's Keith Farrell. Good night next week, everybody. Peace out.